Good evening, angels. So I just was just listening to my the podcast that I'm adding this to, which is Don't Kill Your Dad. And, and you know, it's pretty spot on. It's pretty um, clear, you know. The family dynamics are being destroyed by materialism. It's so sad because I've seen, you know, youngsters who have parents who really, I actually had clients who the mother made like six figures, the father made six figures. So they lived really well. They had a beautiful home and they had two daughters and they were a certain type of family. And, and watching the way they were, they were very, the family was very materialistic, but the kids were pretty depressed. Like the oldest daughter didn't get to listen to music. She didn't, it was just the weirdest family ever, period. And so one of the things that was fascinating to me was they really, you know, like I used to do house calls, hair designing for them. And so first they were just my clients. And then, um, and when I was between salons, I remember, you know, going to their house and taking care of them. And, you know, the behavior, like they were just really not the nicest people. And, and it was really sad that they were like that. But as I paid attention, like closer attention, I noticed that, you know, they were pretty much doing their own thing. And the parents, they got them what they needed for their activities. They took them to their activities. You know, they, you know, were trying their best, I guess, at what they knew how to do. But it was a very quiet family. They absolutely did not really talk. And and it was pretty crazy and pretty sad because um, I remember just the way they changed as a family after I met them. And my son used to call me Nanny McPhee because... It was like I would come into a life, like family's lives, and then I would, you know, there would be some growth, there would be some healing, there would be like so much going on that, you know, uh, it was just a better environment after energized, after being energized, right? Well, anyway, so, you know, a lot of us parents and, and, and their kids look at these bigger houses when they're like young and, and they even like, you know, we got to get this house. We can do this. If I work this 50 jobs and you work your 50 jobs, who's going to watch the kids? The kids will be fine. They're old enough to stay home by themselves. And then you have sex in the afternoon happening on the soap operas, teaching them about sex and lust and being sneaky and salacious. Then you have like, you know, these violent cartoons you have all these different things telling you your child might have anxiety. You know, there's so much. But then there's a routine that, you know, boys see, strangers see. Nobody knows what's going on at your home. Anybody could be over there. And so now your children are keeping secrets. Their skin's breaking out, like, you know, from all the stress of keeping the secrets. It's just a mess. And so one of the things that was always fascinating to me is that even though, you know, we were like blue collar family, <laughs> you know what I mean? Our house was just a regular little house. And, you know, we didn't get to go on multiple trips a year and all the things that come with having extra cash. But what we did do is we created these amazing humans. And, and these humans, um, they really, really are life changers. 
and and we had some tough times like my sons were more of him like feeling like he's disappointing us and he's really not feeling this college that he's at and it's fucking with him and you know they're not up stand right upright people with integrity and that really fucked with him because he really had integrity and so it caused him to you know start to make poor decisions in regards to how he was going to handle you know deciding to take a break from school but that was the worst of it you know that's the worst of it and thank god and then we have our daughter who had her own little issues because she just really was an adventurer who wanted to you know be out in the world experiencing the world and the world was not a friendly place and as a direct result of the world not being a friendly place <laughs> she experienced some things and then you know we had her with the you know issues with her little crushes and stuff like that that was the other thing so you know there with her you know with the daughter there was a little more like things to have to go go through but with our son his were like super minor you know really never really like putting us our lives in danger like bringing a psycho to the family like my daughter would do where we all are like okay are we gonna have to kill this guy but um or is he gonna take you you know things like that but otherwise you know they're great, great humans and and i like that you know I, i know that there are people who who think it's really cute to have like kids that are mean to other people but at the end of the day that's just not the way you know it's karma and it's going to come back like you'll wonder why you can't find love you know why you can't whatever but on the real i want to also touch on parents who think it's okay to parent shitty you know if you're teenagers or you had them young none of that is an excuse to be like that i can never imagine myself wanting to out party my kids <laughs> like that's absurd like what You know, you get to a certain age and you bring it the fuck down. I don't get it. You know, parents are parents for life. You are parents for life. So when we think about the little girl who met somebody, he's clearly very rambunctiously thuggish. I mean, he's got the tats under his eyes and all the madness that comes with it. And and she's thinking, you know, this is the one. Like, you know, this guy is great. I love him. And I think that we have to also be careful of, you know, being families from urban environments that might be considered poor or impoverished or ignorant because the place is a mess and you don't have to live like that. And then, you know, you grow up, you go get some money, you know, whether you go to college and get a good job or you just get lucky and starting a business and things get better. And what ends up happening sometimes is you end up forgetting that that's who you are. That's in your blood. That ghetto shit is in your blood. And and you need to understand that that the ghetto shit is in your blood. And the reason why you can't get your kids to act like they got some sense is because they're still holding on to the ghetto shit that you had. Why? Because when they were little, and as you're raising them, you might find yourself in a better situation, right? But what happens is your habits. Your habits are still ignorant. Your habits are still ghetto. Your habits are still that. You know, the problem. And as a direct result of your habits being the problem, now there's a challenge. And as a direct result of the challenge, as a direct result of the challenge, 
you um are wondering why your kids are dating these thugs why are they wearing ghetto slippers out in the world that they need to keep in the house when you thought she was raising them in a suburb why are they taking on these ghetto traits and i'm going to tell you why because what happens is when we up into like something better supposedly and we're like oh you know we we can do this better you know we don't have to be this way or that way we don't have to blah 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 but at the end of the day at the end of the day your child if you have a situation where you came from something like ghetto, you grew up with that drama in the house and all that stuff, and then you take that on with your kids, but for the pictures, you're like, oh, we're doing better. But at home, y'all ghetto as hell. So now you've raised your children in an environment where you thought they should be better, but they don't feel connected to the better. Remember, at home, it's still super ghetto. And so if it's ghetto at home, then who are they going to connect with to bring them back to that ghetto shit? somebody ghetto right so that's how you end up with a situation where you have your kids you have your kids acting different acting like you know they are from that well because the ignorance mindset the mindset is ignorant and in that ignorant mindset we have to understand that we have to mentally pull ourselves out of the ghetto mentally we can upt into a better neighborhood all day long but inside the house it's going to be mad ghetto and it might not even be messy because you can afford to have somebody come take care of it but what happens is you end up doing stupid shit like spending your money on stupid shit like when you could be buying lessons and you know doing certain things with your money investing you're buying Ugg boots and Jordans and ridiculousness and you know just wasting up the money and then you didn't have a real solid plan of how you were going to continue to make the money to keep building it so now your kids grow up and now they know what it's like to be again and so all along they never got it so now somebody as a girl like if you have daughters they're gonna have to go lock somebody down or try to figure it out if they're still ghetto they'll try to have somebody's baby to lock them down you know <laughs> and if they are like somebody just secretly is like no hell no i'm not gonna be like this i'm gonna go get my money now they're gonna have to go get their money right so you know now we pray that they will want to have better that they will want their kids to be better than that bullshit that you raised them in. And sometimes it's hard. Like, you know, when you got them all damaged, nobody gets a chance to heal. You partying with your kids, out partying them. You know, like you getting more wasted than they got wasted. You out dancing them wild. Zah! Right? I mean, where's the mommy at? And when is the mommy going to come? Because you was a playing ass mommy when you was young and a playing ass daddy when you were young. So when does the um you know when does the better come like when does when you gonna get better because you've never been a proper role model for your kids so your sons ain't gonna want to marry nobody that looks like you and your daughters ain't gonna want to marry nobody that looks like they daddy or they will and then they'll have the worst experience of their lives because they'll choose all the poor parts of him so we need you to kind of pull it together guys 
if you didn't come from a situation where you know how to love, you were taught how to love, if you didn't get taught how to grow your kids or be civilized, it's easy to put on some clothes and some makeup and put on a hat and go sit and act like you civilized. But it all comes out when you start eating and looking all uncivilized and savage-like, right? But today, we have to get control of these kids. The kids are, like, really disgusting. And, and it's sad because it's a large majority. And we would really like to see the world get better. We would really like to see people treating each other better. And we can't do that as long as we continue to create fucked up kids. And let me tell you something. When you're young, if you decide to have babies, when you've been drinking and partying and doing all these things, something's going to be off with your child. Some sort of autism. And people don't, they don't automatically, you know, get their kids tested and find out their kid is autistic. Like these kids can grow up their whole life and never be tested for autism and just be like, she bad. Oh, she bad. You know, <laughs> and it's just super sad. So, you know, get your kids. If you drank and you know you did, like my sister-in-law, she was like drinking a whole six-pack cup when she was pregnant. And and it was crazy. And I remember the baby was like, she was seven months pregnant at that time. She's doing it all the time. And I remember her saying something like, oh, the brain is already fully formed. Bitch, are you crazy? And she's supposed to be white and smart, right? I guess that's a smart one because she's white. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. And then when her son is born with all these ADHDs and behavioral problems, they don't want to accept this because the mother was drinking into her late months of her pregnancy. It's just disgusting. And so, you know, we make excuses. Oh, you know, it's because. And then walk around with, with aprons on talking about mom mom like what what kind of mom you the mom that's giving them drinks and when your nieces come to visit you giving them jello shots i would beat a bitch's ass if you handed my damn underage child a jello shot when i sent them to visit you but that's the difference because i wouldn't send them to visit them so as we look at the way my husband and i parent a lot of people were really taking you know um trying to tell us what we were doing or like even one of my girlfriends is like um you know she was like oh you know you are abusing your child by not letting her eat like that. But meanwhile, her daughter ended up getting gaining so much weight. And and I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> that was abuse. If you let your kids gain weight because you let them overeat, that's abuse. Because it's going to impact them later emotionally on some level, you know. So at this stage of the game, we just have to act like we got some real sense. You have children, it's about them. There should never be a madness, anger. You know, you got to talk to them when they hit a certain age. Get ready for the other types of conversation. And guess what else you have to do? You have to be ready to have a no judgment zone if you want them to keep coming back and communicating. I remember when my daughter um, lost her virginity and she was telling me how the night and how she lost her virginity. And one of my friends was kind of half listening. We were talking and she was like, wait, what? She's telling you that? And I'm like, well, thank God. You know what? Because that's how you prevent extreme sexual issues like STDs, pregnancy, communication. Communicate. It's a thing. And so, again, kids are going to have sex at some point. Kids are going to explore. They're going to, um, you know, experiment. 
And nobody should be getting extension cord whoopings for extended, for experimenting or getting kicked out the house or anything like that for experimenting. It's natural. The key is you just want them to make proper decisions that keep them safe, right? And don't allow them to make such poor decisions that they can't even get out of that. You know, they just feel bad and now it's causing them to hate themselves or whatever. We're just here to guide, protect, you know, love. We're not here to judge our kids. We're not here to make them feel judged. And there's nothing worse than a daughter feeling like her mother is competing with them. Like the mother doesn't want them to be great. The mother wants to be great. And then, you know, you just don't want to not have a mother. So you pretend that everything's okay when in fact it's just not. And and it's all going to come out in the wash when the mother, when the child actually grows up and becomes a mother. That's when we all find out what a poor mother the mother was. Because that's when the daughter starts talking shit. <laughs> you know, my mother was, I didn't have, this was, this how it was. You know what I mean? And so, you know, unfortunately, we have to, you know, be able to just be like, okay, you know, that's what it is. That's what it is. You know? And, and then we just pray for the best. But unfortunately... It gets really old when you're older and you don't have a mom. That's like worse. It's it's the worst. Because we need a mother. We need the guidance of a mother. Like, please, like, can we have some guidance, please, mother? You know? And so um, we have to often just be like, um, you know, can you please guide us to greatness, please, mother? You know? Like, let me be great, mother. Because some mothers just really don't even want their kids to even be great. (laughs) And that part is the even saddest part is that they don't even want their kids to be great. So, so again, let's recap. If you get a daughter, she's tiny, she's a baby. You know, she's going to go through things. Love her. Love her. Love her. Let her see you loving on the daddy. Please stop having children men you don't plan to stay with. I don't get it because it's not fair. Now, the child went from your protective hands to having to go to his house. And what if he doesn't want to watch him that night when his best friends wants to watch him? And he doesn't tell you because he doesn't want to hear your mouth. So now your child is going to somebody else's house. And we don't know who's over there, right? There's so much going on that, you know, kids just need to be protected. And if you're not doing your job, get ready to just be punished for that because... It's going to, at some point, rear its ugly head and it's going to hit the fan and you're going to regret how you reared your children, right? The worst part is when your children have to watch you <laughs> when you get older and they not take proper care of you because of the way you parented. You know, that's terrible because a lot of people didn't see that shit coming. So one of the most important things for us, then go So that's some of the things that we need to understand. If you're a daddy and you have a daughter, don't bully her. Don't slap her. Don't beat her. Don't whoop her. You don't do that. You let the mommy do that. And if you have to put hands, you don't lay hands. You just bring her down. You hold her firm around the wrist and you look, give her that look. And if she doesn't take it, you hold that wrist and spank that ass with the hand. But don't whoop on your daughters. Don't make them afraid of you. You know, one of my things that my girlfriend was saying yesterday is that, you know, when they argue, the baby gets scared. 
know? And of course she does. She starts pumping. They get scared. That's scary. So then what's going to happen is <laughs> the daughter is not going to like a man that looks like her daddy. Won't want to have anything to do with it. Which means your daughter could easily, if you're non-black, end up with a black guy or a Spanish guy if you're white. And now the father who's a little racist, who's a little racist, I see no black friends could easily end up with his daughter having some black boys coming in out his window because of the way he was yelling at the mother and arguing and whooping on her. You know, I mean, that is awful. It's important for us to really put love first. Stop thinking like my girlfriend says, you know, she's pregnant with a little girl and she's like a coworker. And she said, oh, and that's right. If she acts up, I'm gonna tap them thighs. And I'm like, wow, I never slapped Kelsey's thighs. I never whooped her like that. And, you know, the part of me is like, I need to whoop her ass. But at the same time, the confidence level and the comfort level, I know is because she doesn't have fears in her heart. You know? So, you know, and then her comfort with me. Like, today she chased me out to the car. I didn't even know she was behind me. I just heard somebody running. When I looked back, it was her in her little hair thingy that she sleeps in, in her little indoor clothes. And she's like, I get to give you a hug. And my neighbor was sitting in the car. I didn't see her. And she said, oh, isn't that sweet? And I thought, she was an older lady. And I said, it is sweet. And you know what? I must be doing something right. So I just want to tell you, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not. I'm here to bless you, to guide you, to, to help you see it. And I want results. That's what I want, results. I want to hear the stories. I want to hear and see the greatness of love. I don't really want to hear, like some people love hearing the shit. They like hearing the drama. I got home after, you know, chatting with a couple of people that were like in need of some energy. And I think I laid down at like five and I was out until this morning. And, um, and it was because I was really tired. And my daughter said, maybe it's because of all those people you're talking to. Maybe. The bottom line is, is that I just know that we have a lot going on and that we need to be able to, you know, make sure that we are not, you know, that we're not um, putting ourselves in a position to destroy our kids or destroy our relationship with them, which makes them not give a damn about us. Like I often say to my kids when, and my biggest concern is them cleaning their rooms. Like it's still like that. Like you don't love me because if you love me, you know that I don't like it like that and you would fight the force that wants you to be lazy and you would actually clean it up through your love. It would give you the strength and the will, right? I'm not going to stay on here any longer. I just want to say, don't kill your dad, you know? Don't kill your dad. If you're a guy, don't kill your mom by bringing in some horrible human that, you know, is working against her, who's coming against her, you know, who's fighting with you, causing you to um, just do God knows what. Don't kill your mom. Love them. And mom and dad, love those kids. Love each other. Communicate better. Um, you know, heal. Like, don't beat on your kids. You know, chat with them. Love them. Leave an open-minded communication. Like, if you have a hard, like, a long job like me, I'm gone a lot. And one of my coworkers who's a pain in my ass, she often complains that, you know, I'm talking to my daughter. I sure the hell am. I have her on FaceTime. And I'm doing what I got to do in my office when I have to be in there. And she's getting to spend some time with me. And sometimes we're not even talking. She's just moving about her day at work. 
you know, where it's a lot of negative energy and she doesn't like the, um, you know, she don't like the energy and she needs mine and I'm here to give it to her. And so we can do things like that. You know, you're in the office, you're busy, your child could be right there. You could be right there. You know, you can't be there with them. You can't bring them to work, but you can be there and show them that I'm available to you. My ear is here if you need me. Okay, please, if you have any questions, you know, like, comment, and share. If you have friends that need to hear this message, get it to them. Don't be selfish. Make life better for your community, your family community. Your family, if you have a sister that ain't watching her kids properly, you know, people who aren't taking care of their kids, you got a brother that beats the hell out of his kids, daughters and sons, let them hear this podcast because guess what? We're in these times that are so perilous that your kids could end up opening the door to your assassin. And and that's what that little girl did. She let open that window and let him climb in that door and he came into that house and killed her father. And I'm sure at first she thinks, oh, I don't care. And I hated him, but I promise she'll realize that she made a mistake and it will be a problem later. All right, so don't be that person. Don't be the girl who killed her father, all right? And don't be the father who drove his daughter away from him. Supernatural love, supernatural peace, supernatural grace, mercy, and favor sent to you. And love, peace.